1: Badlands listeners, are you here? Are you with me? Are you too tired to go to bed? Too riled up to stay home? I know I am. This is another podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Badlands, the rap party. Welcome to the Badlands bonus episode. Another thing we like to call the rap party Just like that other show, this is a show that comes after the show, a voyage from one episode of Badlands to the other, the backlot breakdown of sorts. On this episode, we are talking about Paris Hilton in the bling ring, James Dean and more notable Hoosiers who are not from Illinois, more sci-fi, and just like that other show, we are digging into your movie-focused voicemails, text, DMs, and more. So Badlands listeners, let's get into it. Yes, yes, yes. You know what time it is. That time of the week when I yell out action and we all jump into the rap party here in the Badlands feed. Listen, not all Badlands episodes are about crimes that celebrities have committed, okay? Sometimes the celebrities are the victims of the crimes. And sometimes true crime intersects with a story that we're telling, uh, like this week's story, about how a group of teenage thieves... 18 years old, technically, in LA, who stole over $3 million worth of luxury goods from the mansions of Paris Hilton, Orlando Bloom, and Lindsay Lohan. This was in the early 2000s, the so-called dirty 2000s, the era of Britney, TRL, and the zenith of the aforementioned Paris Hilton's fame. So I'm talking about the bling ring. Okay, this story, the latest episode of Badlands. We decided to tell it long before we realized that the most excellent Sofia Coppola was making a movie about the same subject. More on that later. Uh, we just wanted to tell the story because, like with the majority of real life heist stories, the perpetrators seemed like a bunch of bumbling fools, and that usually makes for good drama. So. These thieves, okay, they stole designer bags, clothes, jewelry, cash, cocaine, whatever they could find. I'm not going to go through it all again. It's all in the episode from this week. You can hear it over in this feed, the Badlands feed. And just so you know, though, at first, like, you know, most things, uh... You know, at first, it's a little easier before it gets complicated from their point of view, from the thieves' point of view. Anyway, this was easy. These celebrities that they were robbing, again, from their point of view, these celebs, Paris Hilton, Orlando Bloom, Lindsay Lohan, uh, they were nothing but brainless rubes and oblivious to being ripped off. So the thieves reasoned that it was like taking candy from a baby. Okay, all this makes for a great interesting story. And of course, eventually these thieves, they get sloppy, they get greedy, they get brazen. And like I said, it all gets pretty damn dramatic, pretty damn quick. Uh, Dramatic enough for me to make an episode about the whole ordeal and for Sofia Coppola to make a movie about it, like I said, and for Paris Hilton to make a meta cameo in Sofia Coppola's movie. Pretty fucked up. Got me thinking, is this the biggest slash most notorious celebrity swindle? not even close. Okay. Celebrities get taken advantage of all the freaking time. And this is but a small list based on a smidge of research. Um, Okay. We all know the name Bernie Madoff. Okay. His Ponzi scheme. I don't know how many millions or hundreds of millions or billions or however much money it was that he ended up Uh, stealing from folks, but some pretty big names from Hollywood were on that list of people who got duped by Madoff. Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick, John Malkovich, Phoebe Cates. Remember Phoebe Cates? Of course, you remember Phoebe Cates. Uh, Then, of course, recently, there's this whole cryptocurrency FTX thing, the crypto exchange, uh, where many celebrities might not have had Money directly duped from them out of their bank accounts, but they were they were duped by this this clown in in more than one way. I mean, we're talking again big names who who endorsed uh, FTX: Tom Brady, Larry David, Steph Curry, David Ortiz. Come on, pappy! Uh, they appeared in these paid advertising campaigns. You guys have probably seen them. These are pretty recently. Uh, whole operation turned out to be, as you know, mostly bunk, and. This story isn't yet told. A lot of these guys are kind of fucked. They're being sued, I think, for um, advertising for FTX, uh, which turned out to be a bunch of bullshit. Uh, There was this financial advisor, Kenneth Starr. This is another story. Kenneth Starr, not the Kenneth Starr from the Lewinsky thing with Bill Clinton. Uh, This Ken Starr was arrested for diverting $30 million of clients' money. Clients including Sly Stallone, Wesley Snipes. Ouch. Wesley could have used that bread, according to the IRS anyways. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Uma Thurman, uh, this guy, Ken Stark got seven years. Art dealer, Lawrence Salander. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, I don't care. Uh, he went behind Robert De Niro's back and sold De Niro's old man, who is an artist, sold his dad's paintings. De Niro lost about a million dollars. Uh, did it disrespect him? A little bit, a little bit. Couldn't resist. Uh, so I'm sure there's more, okay? Like we did no research on this one at all, but it just got me thinking. If you're a celebrity... You're an easy mark, you know, and it must suck to be super famous and uh, be loaded and have to be super just careful about who you, who you deal with. I mean, if you've got money and you're entrepreneurial, you want to get involved in things, you want to make your money grow, you want to invest in things, you want to help people out, you uh, you know it's it's tough. I mean, some of these some of these names on this list: Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Tom Brady, Steph Curry. These aren't dumb guys, okay? These aren't dumb people. Uh, Uma Thurman, and they've all been taken. That sucks. I don't don't be a fucking scam artist. Not cool. Uh, goes without saying. Anyways, the whole heist angle though, from the Bling Ring episode that we just did, that was that was interesting to me. I love heist movies. Heat. The Michael Mann movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. We've talked about that in recent uh, bonus episodes that we've done. Um, And I I just, you know, as much as I love heist movies, I don't think, I don't sort of organize the movies I want to watch in my head uh, based on the heist genre. Like I never sort of like sit down and I go, I want to watch a good heist movie, you know? And and my point is I probably should because there's some great ones. I usually sit down and go, I want to watch a thriller. That's usually the genre that my wife and I seek out. Um, And on some of the streaming uh, services, it's not even a genre you can choose from. I don't think Apple has thriller as a genre you can choose from, which is pretty fucked up. Um, Of course, they have horror and sci-fi. We'll talk about sci-fi later. Um, But, you know, just got me thinking, what are some of the great heist movies, right? There's a lot of them, man. Uh, Heat, right? Heat. By Michael Mann, which I just talked about. Heist by David Mamet, which I've never seen. I didn't even know about this until today. Uh, uh, Inside Man by Spike Lee, the friends of Eddie Coyle. That's the one. That's a great one. Look, you probably haven't heard of it if you're not from Boston. It's not only a great heist movie, it's the greatest... Boston gangster movie ever it's from 1973 it's not easy to find I think Criterion Collection had it or has it I'm not sure Um, you you can get it on Apple though great movie check out Friends of Eddie Coyle you will not be disappointed The Killing by Stanley Kubrick that one's great I watched that one years ago I need to go see that again Reservoir Dogs of course that's you know Top top of the mountain, top there, um, the town by Ben Affleck, really great if you love the town, and I know you do because it's fucking incredible. You're gonna love the Friends of Eddie Coyle, and then Ocean's Eleven. You know the whole Ocean series, really. uh Even though the first movie is far superior than the other ones, the other ones are still good and they're worth it. And uh Zeth, who helps me produce this. Uh, badly Badlands wanted me to mention The Great Motherfucking Muppet Caper by Jim Henson in 1981. He threw a motherfucking there. Uh, but yeah, what are your favorite heist movies? Let's get into this. This is interesting because it's a really fun way to organize uh, how I want to watch and consume films. Uh, via heist movies I'm going to go back and watch some of these I'm definitely going to watch for the first time Heist by David Mamet I cannot believe I haven't seen that if you've seen it let me know uh, he is at the top of the list Friends of Eddie Coyle check that out The Killing by Stanley Kubrick that's a real early one that's 1956 that's great go get you some of that Reservoir Dogs I've seen too many times I don't need to see that for a long time now The Town Great like I said and all the Ocean's Eleven movies and even though The Great Muppet Caper I'll, I'll throw that in there as well alright right, 6638 voicemail or text text me to let me know what your favorite heist movies are or just to talk, just, you know, reach out. Let me know. Check in. Let me know how you're doing. I want to know. You know, I want to know what's up. Get in touch. uh, Leave a voicemail. Send a message. uh, And I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to drink a little tea. I'll be back in one moment. All right, Paris Hilton, one of the subjects like we talked about, uh, one of the subjects of the recent Badlands episode, the bling ring. Uh, let's see. Let's just do this quote here, this quote we're doing here in the rap party. Quote section, Paris Hilton said, dress cute wherever you go. Life is too short to blend in. Uh, this uh, quote is not remarkable in any way. I only mention it because it's a Paris Hilton quote that was added to the 7th edition of the Oxford Book of Quotations in 2009 next to quotes by, and this is why I'm mentioning it, Paris Hilton is uh, has her quote next to names like Oscar Wilde, uh, Barack Obama, ever heard of him, Stephen Hawking, and uh, Sarah Palin, among many, many others. Uh, and I thought that was interesting, man. I don't know why. I just did. I just did. Pop culture, it permeates everything forever and ever and ever alright this this episode we did on the Bling Ring it's set back in 2009 the number one movie uh, from August 23rd 2009 at the time that this episode we covered takes place August 23rd 2009 again the number one movie at that time was Inglorious Bastards uh, by uh, you know Mr. Quentin Tarantino. And that same year at Cannes, Paris Hilton said she dropped everything to star in a Quentin Tarantino film. Quote, he's so hot right now. I loved every minute of Inglorious Bastards. I want to be his next bride, like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. So, uh, I don't know, Quentin. If you're listening, Paris Hilton, she's still out there, you know. I know you haven't casted your your next film yet. I don't your last film, your tenth film, uh, entitled The Movie Critic, which I'm hoping gets a 2024 summer release. Although I'm probably hoping in vain. I think that's probably coming in 2025. Am I right? What do you guys know about Quentin Tarantino's new movie? Here's what I know. Rick Dalton just died. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I saw it on Instagram. You know why? You know how I saw it? It was on the marquee at the Beverly uh, Theater there that Quentin Tarantino owns. Uh, I don't know how Rick Dalton died. He was old as fuck though. 90 years old. It looked like R.I.P. Rick Dalton, one of the great Quentin Tarantino characters. Quentin Tarantino, as you know, has amazing soundtracks in his movies, amazing music guy. Uh, Music helps him set the tone, the mood to everything. He helps uh, America, I believe, the world actually, rediscover artists uh, that may have fallen to the wayside of popular culture. He's an incredible music supervisor in his own right, in addition to being a great uh, filmmaker, screenwriter, film producer, whatever. He's, uh, uh, the music piece to Quentin Tarantino is not to be ignored, not that anyone was ignoring it. I'm only mentioning it because I need to segue into the music mashup section of this episode. Uh, and this was not an easy one, uh, to to do. And then I thought, hey, Paris Hilton, she's, she's dated some dudes, right? She must have dated some musicians, and she did. She dated Nick Carter, the Backstreet Boys. And, uh, Orlando Bloom, also featured in this episode, is, uh... Partners, I guess, you, is what you would say, uh, with Katy Perry. I think he's, he's more than a boyfriend by this point. He's a partner with Katy Perry. All right, 617-906-6638. That's, that's one of the ways we talk, guys. You know this, right? You, you, you send in the texts. You leave the voicemails. And uh, I got to play this voicemail here. It's a, it's a little long, but I want you to hear all of it. It's not that long. I want you to hear all of it. This is from the
2: 317, and uh, I'll respond in a minute. Uh, yeah, this is for uh, Joseph Lennon-Brennan of the Disgustland Land podcast, and I'm calling about uh, Marion, Illinois, or uh, not Marion, Illinois, Fairmont, Illinois. Where the fuck are you from, Joseph Lennon-Brennan? Are you from... Corn Chowder, Long Island. Are you from uh, Bean Eater, Rhode Island? Uh, What the fuck, man? Uh, One of the most famous people from Indiana is James Dean. He was born in Marion, Indiana. He moved to California, because his parents moved to California, his mom died. Then he moved back to Fairmont, Indiana. So, I mean, even at Pommie Shower, Morrissey knows where Fairmont, Indiana is. And uh, by the way, where is where's the Morrissey episode? Could have him uh rolling up to uh uh Manchester, Kentucky, getting a big bucket of Kentucky fried chicken. So at any rate, Fairmont, Indiana. So I'm still gonna listen to the podcast, but you know, with the whole new set of ears, so and another thing, why are you always chewing on the on the preset loops? Why? Why, Joseph Lennon Brennan? Why? Alright, like I said, I'm still gonna listen, but man. Okay. Good people of
1: Fairmont, Indiana, I must apologize, the 317 is right, all of you are right, I've received all your voicemails, all of your texts, all of your DMs, and yes, I misspoke in the James Dean episode, I said James Dean was from Fairmont, Illinois, when of course he is from Fairmont, Indiana, Marion originally and then Fairmont as a 317 said, this is my fault and I apologize, okay? I am sorry. I guess if I were from Fairmont, Indiana or anywhere in Indiana for that matter and someone told me that James Dean was from fucking Illinois when he wasn't, when he was from Indiana... Along with Larry Bird from French Lick and Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield, also from Indiana. And and uh, what other famous people from Indiana have I learned about lately from your texts and emails and voicemails uh, and DMs? Michael Jackson and David Letterman and Adam Driver and Johnny Appleseed and Scatman Crothers and Babyface and Jim Halperts, Pam Beasley and Benjamin Harrison and William Henry Harrison and all the fucking Harrisons and Florence Henderson and Janet Jackson and Tito and Jermaine and even little Latoya and old man Joe and the talk soup guy, the first guy, not that second guy with the line of cocaine stuck in his hair and Steve McQueen and the dude that Daniel Day-Lewis played in the Spielberg movie that freed the slaves and Cole Porter and Mr. Potato, that's P-O-T-A-T-O, Dan Quayle and Orville fucking Redenbacher, Axel Rose and Mr. David Lee Roth and holy shit, how many famous people besides James Dean come from Indiana and not Illinois, I do not know. If someone though told me James Dean was from Illinois and I lived in fucking Indiana, well, I'd be pissed off too. And by the way, who's your favorite, who's your front man? Axl Rose, Michael Jackson, David Lee Roth, John Mellencamp. William Henry Harrison. Let me know. 617-906-6638. Hoosiers, I'm sorry. Will Ashley Flowers ever forgive me? Where have you gone, Fuzzy Joe Zeller? Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Fuck, man. I fucked up. Get used to it. It's going to happen. You record four podcasts a week and you're going to blow some calls. My bad. I corrected it. It's Fixed. The episode has been edited and re uploaded. If you're still hearing the fucking wrong state, I'm sorry you downloaded the episode before I could catch it. But just know that out there on the internet in perpetuity, it will now and for forever say that James Dean is from Fairmont, Indiana and not Fairmont, Illinois. All right, some more voicemails. On last week's rap party, we talked about signs. A great sci-fi movie. One of the best. And we've been discussing what other great sci-fi films that I need to see. So let's check out this voicemail from the 714.
0: All right, rap Party sci-fi referrals. Brother, you've got to check out these three flicks. Number one is Parallels. Uh, three uh, young uh, professionals uh, discover a mirror that leads to alternate uh, worlds each time they go through. Time passes differently, poses a lot of what if, and a moral ambiguity questions. What would you do? Uh, Very unsettling end. Pretty Vision. Uh, next is Annihilation with Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac, if you haven't seen that one. That goes from subtly disturbing to not so subtly disturbing to what the fuck, in the end. You've got to check that one out. And a little bit older is a flick called Looper. Um, it's got Shia LaBeouf. It's got uh, a very uh, still able to talk uh, our boy from die hard bruce willis and uh it's got kind of a blade runner slash fringe vibe to it and uh man if you don't know what fringe is by the way do you even sci-fi bro you need to go binge some fringe all right till next friday that's a wrap peace out
1: all righty good list number one parallels uh never seen it number two annihilation Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac. I'm in, man. And number three, Looper with Shia LaBeouf. Thank you. These are three titles that if I saw them, I wouldn't necessarily check them out. But now that i am heard about this from you, my man, I am going to. So thank you. Uh, also, yes, that's a wrap. I like that. Good sign off. I might, uh, I might steal that, baby. I might end up stealing that. Just letting you know that might, that might make an appearance here in the e-block. I do not know. I'm gonna see if it just, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, wasn't meant to be. Okay. All right. Let's switch to some horror real quick and play this from the 970.
0: All right, The Shining was without a doubt one of the best horror movies ever made. Uh, the writer of the story, Stephen King, hated it. Uh, hated how Stanley Kubrick changed his original story, but I, I don't care. I thought it was still a great horror movie. But the thing that I find interesting is Shelly Duvall, the, the, the effect it had on her as opposed to Nicholson, who just went off and just, just kept making great movies. But, but Shelley Duvall, like, it ruined her life. I mean, you look at her now, um, she, she can never get over that movie. Uh, she, she separated, I think, PTSD from constantly being in a state of fear and, and terror for six straight months, and, and that set, Stanley Kubrick terrorized her, and it uh, really affected her her entire uh, future as an actress. So that would be a good one to look at, Jake.
2: Later.
1: Fascinating stuff. The Shelley Duvall angle on The Shining. Uh, paging Mr. Zeth Lundy. Mr. Zeth, let's get this one on the Badlands list. Maybe a cool Halloween episode we can do uh, where we cover Shelly, Shelly Duvall, specifically in relation to The Shining. I love this idea. Thank you, 978. Uh, Good voicemails, guys. Keep them coming next week. Let's keep this going. Uh, Let's do this Indiana thing. Let me know. Favorite actor from Indiana. Who is it? Let me know. I want to hear from all you Hoosiers. I'm not done with you. You're not done with me. I can feel the piss and vinegar, but I've got some viv and vigor. I'm ready. Let's talk, okay? All right. My sci-fi cup is runneth over, but I'm here for the recommendations. Um, any more sci-fi wrecks? You got 617-906-6638. Voicemail, text, Paris Hilton. She makes a cameo in the Sofia Coppola movie about her being robbed. What are some of your favorite cameos in movies? Is it Brett Favre? in There's Something About Mary? Dan Marino in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Tom Brady in Entourage? Why am I naming all quarterback cameos? I don't know. It just happened, man. 617-906-6638 for your voicemails and texts. Let's uh, let's read some texts. Let's 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 get into this. All right, from the five eight five, let's do this one from the five eight five. Hey, Jake, it's Betty from the five eight five. I cannot tell you how much I love all your shows. I first came across you listening to Armored, then found Disgrace Land, Hollywood Land, and Twenty Seven Club. I love all the previous content. Even releasing your shows are fantastic and keep you company while on the road for work. You asked for some recommendations for things to watch. Here are a few of the phase from my husband and I. You know, I love the I love the married couple joint text. That's a good feature here. I'm going to read here. Uh, Banshee never saw it. Peaky Blinders start it, couldn't get into it. Bosch, I know the guy's from Boston, I should probably give it more attention. Brotherhood, what the hell is Brotherhood? Newsroom, Newsroom? Oh, I saw a Newsroom, that's years ago, that's, uh what's his head there? The guy, the verbose guy, the guy who creates dialogue that makes people sound very smart, but it's not how people actually sound. Oh, what the fuck is his name? The guy from the West Wing. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? This is killing me. I'm not going to look it up, though. I'm going to keep this going until we figure this out. Uh, I want to say David Fincher, but I know that's not it. Why can't I fucking think of this? What is this guy's name? The West Wing creator. All right, I'm looking it up because this is getting obnoxious. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Fuck. How did I not know that, Betty? I saw a newsroom. I liked it when it was out. I was into it. Uh, The Offer. I don't know what that is and uh god there's a lot here beef ted lasso succession betty you and your husband watch a lot of tv yellowstone yeah i would agree on those two uh here's the thing with succession in yellowstone thanks betty for prompting this thought what's better okay i obviously think succession is better i'm in the middle of watching it as it airs now the last season i think it's the best show on television it's been the best show on television for a long long time um But its audience in comparison to Yellowstone is, it just doesn't compare. The Yellowstone audience is massive. Um, Give me one minute here. I'm going to pull this up here to give you guys some numbers. Okay, so what I'm seeing here, and just some brief non scientific research Yellowstone has 12 times the audience as succession this is from uh when the hell is this from this is from 2021 so it's not it's not exactly accurate um but it gives you some idea uh let's see here damn the uh season premiere uh season four of succession did 1.8 million people that's not a lot of people uh for Succession, again, and by comparison, Yellowstone, and these are just the premieres, so they go, these numbers grow over time, obviously, but the premiere for uh, <laughs> Yellowstone was 14.7 million. Wow. So, and Yellowstone is damn good. It's a damn good show. But it just, it just snaps into reality uh, what people actually want, you know, there's something about succession that appeals to, I think, people in media, people in who write about culture, and people like myself, we talk about it more. Uh, and there's something about Yellowstone that, frankly, appeals to, I don't want to say just like people in, I hate this term, flyover states, uh, or people in middle America, because I think Yellowstone is, is actually very, it's great, it's so good that it appeals to everyone, in comparison to Succession. Um, I don't think it's better than Succession. That's just me. Um, But I am fascinated that (laughs) one of those shows gets all the oxygen, uh, all the theoretical oxygen in the theoretical uh, uh, water cooler room uh, of pop culture. It just is really interesting to me. Um, Anyways, I'm off on a tangent. Thanks, Betty. Uh, No, seriously, thank you, Betty. All right, let's do some more text. Let me pull back up the text machine okay from the 510 another Hoosier here you asked about any I think I think is 510 in Indiana I don't 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 quote me on that I don't want to be wrong I don't want to piss off the Hoosiers any more than I already have uh, but the 510 says you asked about any music connection to James Dean he used to have a jam session he used to have jam sessions in his bungalow after they died they found recordings of him playing bongos and I think they could be found on YouTube but I have it on vinyl says the 510 and there's a picture of him playing with Eartha Kitt and I think he was known to get down with some in the jazz scene too I suspect it as much. That's a great text. Thank you for that, 510. Um, anyone, If anyone's heard the James Dean sessions, let me know. All right. Uh, from the 907 PS, because you loved signs. I did. I love signs. Uh, <laughs> you would also love Jeff who lives at home. He references signs in the first line of dialogue and then is used as an inspiration for the premise of the movie. Wow. Wow. What is that? What is Jeff who lives at home? I need more. I need more info on that. I'm not going to look it up. You know, I hate that we can look everything up in two seconds now. It just makes it not as fun. I remember the first time that happened to me in a bar. I was having an argument about Michael Jackson with my friend, Russell Chudnovsky, And uh, he just pulled out his phone and fucking ended the argument right there, man. And I was like, that sucks. It sucks that you just did that. And then I resisted doing that or playing along with people who would do that for so long. Now you just can't avoid it. It just happens all the time. Let's do another text here uh, from the 204. Hey, Jake, Matt from the 204, you like signs? I recommend you give The Village... A Watch from M. Knight. Yeah, that's next on the list there, baby. Trying to talk my wife into it now. She's already seen it. She was freaked out. All right, let's do one more from the 662. James Dean loved Billie Holiday. Who doesn't love Billie Holiday? If you don't love Billie Holiday, you either haven't heard Billie Holiday or you don't have ears. That's how I look at that. Um, Let's do some DMs. All right, at Courtney Ford on Facebook writes, Oh, sci-fi, Dune, and the newest Predator. The newest Predator? What is the newest Predator? Um, she says, can't go wrong. Rock and roll baby. Your Mellotron painting is nearly complete as well. Can't wait to show you. All right. I'm into that. I didn't know there was a Mellotron painting coming. Thank you, at Courtney Ford. All right. Let's do another one here. David Unruly, another Hoosier, writes, top five movies. The Hudsucker Proxy, A Boy and His Dog, Diva, The Outsiders, and The Communists. And then writes, Fairmont, Illinois, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, Fairmont, Illinois, question mark. I think I addressed the Fairmont, Illinois thing enough here, David. Um, um, I've seen the Hudsucker Proxy. It was a long time ago. I needed to see it again. A Boy and His Dog, Diva, The Outsiders, and The Commitments. Did I say The Commitments earlier or The Communists? (laughs) Commitments are great. Outsiders as well. Commitments, I'd like to re see. I saw that in the theater when it came out. All right, 617 906 6638. I'm getting swallowed up into social media here at Disgraceland Pod on Disgraceland Facebook, Twitter, um, TikTok. That's how you get in touch. Or, like I said, call me 617 906 6638. Quick connection here. Paris Hilton, okay, and the Bling Ring. The Bling Ring, these thieves, uh, The group who was busted in the late summer of 2009, just two months later, Justin Bieber released his debut EP, My World. That debuted at number six on the Billboard Top 200. Number six debut on the Billboard Top 200, uh, when in his first week of sales, it was $137,000. he has gone on to sell 150 million albums worldwide. I tell you this, why? What does this have to do with any fucking thing? Well, it's this. We just released an episode on Justin Bieber in the Disgrace Land feed. It's over there for you to check out. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be back in a moment with some recommendations. All right, this is the other recommendations part, the part of the other show where we recommend the movies and television content, the recommendations part, the part where you send me all your weird and awesome movie recommendations and we discuss and I give you my movie recommendations, the part here in the Badlands Rap Party bonus episode that we call the recommendations part. Okay, let's start with Paris Hilton movies. Paris Hilton appears in Zoolander, Wonderland, uh, Snakes on a Plane, Bottoms Up, I don't know what that is, and The Bling Ring, the new movie we've been talking about, Sofia Coppola's 2013 film uh, about this very subject. Paris has a cameo, all right? And of course... There's that other movie that we're not going to talk about that stars Paris Hilton. But here's the thing about Paris Hilton. She pops up on screen, and I'm into it. She's kind of hysterical. She doesn't take herself too seriously. Seems to be in on the joke, which I like. I also like that she once escorted my business partner through a crowded club in Las Vegas. Thanks, Paris, for taking care of my boy Brady that one time. Now, for movies that I'm actually watching, not Paris Hilton movies, I watched a bad UFO documentary by James Fox. That's how out of control this fucking sci-fi thing is getting. It's not that I didn't believe necessarily what James Fox was saying it's just that the doc was produced in a not so great way. Uh I'm going to finish watching the doc uh and then I'm going to get back and I'm going to recommend it or not recommend it. It's fucking wild. The stuff this guy's claiming is wild. All right? That's a whole other rabbit hole. See what sci-fi does? See what it does? It like brings you in, it it ushers you into the rabbit holes. I'm watching tons of music videos, like it's 1994 all over again. Uh, I'm also watching Succession, like I mentioned, like I hope all of you are. Hot damn, it's so great. I, don't, they, I need new adjectives, new superlatives. It's it, They're burning up the runway as they land this plane. And poor Roman, okay? I don't know if you saw that last episode, but speaking of crashing and burning, holy hot damn. I saw that coming though. Grief, it's a sneaky bitch. She'll fuck you up when you least expect it. I'm also watching, uh, based on a recommendation from one of you guys, the mayor of Easttown with uh, Homegirl from the Titanic, uh, Kate Winslet. Not Kate Upton. Not uh, Kate Moss. Kate Winslet. I love this series. It's dark, but it's really good. Kate Winslet is such a great actor. Uh, She's incredible. I'm only two episodes in, so no spoilers on the text or on the voicemail line. Thank you very much. What are you guys watching? Give me some recs, okay? I love the sci-fi thing and, you know, we can talk about that till we turn blue in the face, but get at me with some other recommendations. Um, What about new movies? Any new summer blockbusters are starting to be released? Any of these new giant movies? Anyone see Air with Matt and Ben? How's that? Okay, I've been dying to see that. It was only in theaters for a while. I think you can watch it on uh, the streaming service at this point. Uh, what else? The new Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyone take their kids to see that? Huh? I haven't. I, they haven't seen any of them. They ask me pretty much every weekend if they can watch Guardians of the Galaxy. And I tell them the same thing. And that is no. Um, what else? What are the big movies are you guys excited for? Excited to see? Let me know. Uh, who saw the trailer for that Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Scorsese movie? What's, what's up with that movie? Who knows anything about that? Get at me. 617-906-6638. Eight at Disgraceland Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Gonna take another quick, 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 quick break. I'm gonna do some shots of some uh, green tea, and I'll be right back. <music> All right, let's recap. Number one, the obvious, the bling ring episode of Badlands is available in your feed right now. Go check that out. Number two, next week in Badlands, we're coming in hot with some hot royalty from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Princess Leia herself, Carrie Fisher, uh, over in the Disgraceland feed. We've got a new episode, like I said, on Justin Bieber that's available for you right now. Another episode on a a new episode coming on Easy e next week. Call me. That's number four. Call me, as always. Number four is always call me. 617-906-6638. We're going to get this Badlands movie conversation going. Number five, I got a split. I got other podcasts to record and music videos to watch. So right now, a second dose of bliss for yours truly in honor of this week's Badlands episode. Me reading the script from Sofia Coppola's The Bling Ring. Exterior, Hollywood Hills Mansion, night. A Toyota Parks and five teenagers get out and walk towards us, down a quiet residential street in the Hollywood Hills. One of them, a slightly drunk girl in a pale blue juicy sweatsuit, stumbles. Drunk girl, Nikki, laughing, shit, girl number one, Rebecca, come on, hurry up. They come to a gated home, a girl that seems to be the leader leans down and pulls on an unraveling part of the bottom of the chain link fence. She rolls under and the others follow. A loud song kicks in as they put their sweatshirt hoods up in unison and turn around and walk backwards toward the house. They've done this before, and they have it down. One checks under the mat of the front door, and we follow them as they go around to the back, checking doors and find a back window open. A guy gives girl number one a lift up. We see her bright underwear as she climbs inside the laundry room. She runs around to open the side door for the rest, and they slip inside. Once inside, we follow Rebecca into a bedroom dressing room. She's a 17-year-old Korean-American who is totally cool with
2: Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.